Welcome to this special edition of In the Woods. I'm James Woods, a.k.a. William Moore, the author of The Sparrows Valley and the Twisted Fairy Tale series and co-founder of Majave. If you need to get out of your own way and learn how to traverse the not-so-happy path in your career, join me in the woods. So today I kind of want to go over a few topics, certain mindsets around work ethic, character, and belief systems that can help you to achieve your goals in your career or in your business or in your relationship or in anything in general. So the first thing I kind of wanted to speak about was discipline and motivation and the differences. Discipline is something that should always supersede motivation. Motivation is when there's something you want to achieve. It's that internal or external reasoning that forces you on a path towards achieving that goal. It's your inspiration. It could be your family, loved ones, career, finances, anything that motivates you to do something. Now, the problem with motivation is that it usually only provides a short-term boost of momentum that can quickly burn out. Life happens. So you may be motivated to do something now, but when times get rough, you need discipline to push you forward. For instance, if you have a business, there could be times when the money isn't coming in and you have a burn rate and you have to make that decision of, do I quit this business or do I put forward? When you first started the business, motivation would push you to work those 10, 12, 13, 14 hour days a couple times and you know seven days a week and not taking vacation for years. But if you don't see that turnaround, you can lose the motivation on building the business So that's when you need discipline. Discipline is how much effort you put in in order to achieve that goal. It's their learned methods of maintaining productivity over time so you can sustain a clear pathway towards achieving those goals. For instance, for me, I'm as you know, I'm a writer. There will be days when I don't want to write. It could be something happened. I could just be having a bad day. I just don't feel in the mood and I'm just not motivated to write for the day. That's when discipline comes in. And it's a learned thing where I've disciplined myself to write every single day, no matter if I want to or not. It's it's that willpower that you, you have to figure it out from somewhere. It's that inner self is that something inside of you that forces you to do things when you don't want to, because Anyone who is successful in anything, if you sit them to the side and you have a conversation with them, they can give you a million stories of the hundred thousand times that they almost quit. But it was that discipline that they did not. And you actually know who they are today because motivation was wasn't the only thing that kept them doing what they did. It was a discipline that forced them to do things when they didn't want to do them. The second thing I I have this conversation with a lot of people is people say, oh, I'm too busy. That's one thing you will never hear from me. There's a saying that I speak to everyone. No one is too busy for something that is important to them. So there's always going to be a difference between busy and productive. See, being busy is just being frantic while being productive is being focused on something. Being busy is uh, fueled by perfectionism. It has to be right. 
while being productive is fueled by a purpose. There's a reason that you're actually doing it. So being busy is you working harder while being productive is you're working a lot smarter. It's being busy is about being good at everything where being productive is about being great at a few important things that actually matter for you achieving whatever you want to achieve. There's a book, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's been my Bible for many, many years. And I, I, I read it and I, I highly recommend that you get the book if, if you haven't already. He speaks about these four quadrants that help you kind of compartmentalize how you should focus on what you focus on. So the first quadrant is what's our tasks that are both urgent and important. Those would be tasks like paying your rent or your mortgage on time, because if you don't pay them, then you have a problem potentially losing your home. And that's a whole nother story. Or for instance, if you say we're in sales, it's maybe responding to emails without within 24 hours, because if you don't respond to that person, the person that you're trying to sell may be working with someone else. So it's very important and urgent that you get back to that pipeline of people that you have. That would be your quad, the first quadrant. The second quadrant are tasks that are urgent, but important tasks. Those would be tasks without a deadline that help you achieve the goal. That would be uh, relationship building, planning for the future, personal recreation. This is where you should spend a majority of your time. You shouldn't be focusing all your time on what's urgent and what's important. There's just not enough. The third quadrant, these are tasks that are urgent, but not necessarily important. These would be tasks that require that you act now but they're not actually critical to your success. An example would be making or taking phone calls, responding to social media, rather be you know DMs for business opportunities, whatever it may be. So it's they're urgent where they require you act now, but it's not important where it's not going to affect the success of whatever you're doing. The problem with quadrant three, it's important. But this is an area that most people spend a majority of their time because they treat tasks in this quadrant as if they were tasks from the first quadrant. And this when it comes to the being busy, but not necessarily being productive. The fourth quadrant are tasks that are neither important and they're not really urgent. These will be tasks that don't help you towards achieving your short or long-term goals. That'd be surfing the web, reading nonfiction books, watching TV, binge watching Netflix. That would be that area. Now, these tasks are very, the fourth quadrant is very important because they help you to relax and unwind from quadrant one and two, those tasks that are urgent and important. Because if you only focus on the urgent and the important, then you, you're going to lose out on basically life. So the, the fourth quadrant is kind of like a way of unwinding so that you can stay focused and not burn out and trying to continuously do quadrant uh, things in the first quadrant and the second quadrant. Another topic that I kind of wanted to speak about is I, I hear a lot of people, you know, I, I work hard, I work eight hours a day. And there's this, this myth or this fake belief that if you work really, really hard, then you'll be successful one day. 
That's just not true. If that was, then pretty much everybody in the world would be successful. See, there, there are things that you have to do from day to day that don't count towards your goal. It's after you do those base elements, then you have to do something else every day that build onto that base that you're creating. That would kind of be the difference between working hard versus working smart. These are there's certain elements that you have to do as the base before anything else that you do even matters. An example analogy I like to use is, for instance, if you're an athlete, there's certain things you have to do every day as an athlete. Say, for instance, you're playing basketball. There's certain basic drills that you have to do, dribbling, right hand, left hand, shooting free throws, shooting jump shot, mid-range, layup drills, you know, shuffle your feet, hands up. There's just certain basics that you have to do every single day, as well as body conditioning to make sure that you have the, the win and the capability and the, the leg strength to be able to run for a certain amount of times so that you can perform at those highest levels. That would be the baseline. Now, after you hit the baseline every day, the next thing you have to do is you have to take a step forward and learn different techniques and skills that set you apart. That would be learning different seat defenses, watching film of the other team, reading your competition, looking at their footwork and seeing, you know, do, do they have different tendencies that you can use against them? Footwork, body positioning, basically strengthening your weaknesses so it makes it more difficult for the defender to defend you because they can't play you a certain way to a certain size and use that weakness against you. But this works in every aspect of your life, not just in sports, business and your career. There's certain things that you have to do, period, before you can even get to the things that you want to do. That is what I would consider your baseline. So it'd be difficult to kind of go through that specifically for every individual or for every different industry, but you know your industry and there's certain things that you have to do just as a bait, you have to do every day, period. But then there are other things that you can do that go above and beyond so that you can stand out, rather be the tutorials or reading the books or finding a mentor or going to uh, an Eventbrite and networking with people in your industry to build up your network so that you can get more sales or find a better job opportunity or move uh, vertically instead of horizontally for a better pay. So there's different aspects that you have. That it, it'll just be a, a person by person, industry by industry type of situation. The next thing I had a conversation, which I tend to have a lot of, is in regards to sales. I've been in sales for many, many years. That was one of my main jobs. I've done car sales. I've been a credit counselor, loan officer, uh, did retail. I've, I've, I've just done so many aspects of sales in different industries. And there were certain qualities that I've learned that help you in regards to getting a sale. There's, I've slammed them down to three. I know you can read different books by Zig Ziglar and all these different people in sales and mentors that can help you. But these were three things that kind of helped with me that slimmed it down to what I need if I wanted to sell someone on one of my product and services. One, the person that you're selling to, you want them to like you or you need them to like you. The second thing is they have to trust you. And the third thing is you have to give them something that adds value to their life. That could be something emotionally, financially, materialistically, physically, mentally, socially, 
Do you need all the streaming services or could you, you have one to unwind? There are certain aspects. Do you, do you need to eat out? There has to be something of why are they purchasing that from you? Now, another question that, that comes up quite often in my conversations when I'm mentoring people is they ask me, how do you confirm if what you're doing is right? Now, people may ask, how do I set goals is basically what they're asking me. And setting goals is one of those topics where people will say, oh, you set a goal. And I know there's that famous saying, a goal without a deadline is a wish. But people, most people don't know how you set a, a, a goal. And this is a system that I've developed for myself that I hope can help you. Anytime that I'm looking to do anything, rather be a new book, a new business venture, a new career, buying a new couch, anything. There are certain things that I ask myself, and based upon my answers, I know if I'm ready for what's next. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is, what do you want? What exactly is the goal? What are you striving to achieve? Now, once you know what you want, the second question you have to ask yourself is, when do I want it by? You have to be honest with yourself, realistic, and saying, okay, I want such and such by this date. Now, once you know what you want, you also know when you want it by, the next question is, what resources and tools do you need to make it happen? Is it a network? Is it finances or monetary? Is it a certain skill set that you have to have? You have to ask yourself, do you have enough of those resources and tools to make what you want happen in that time frame? For instance, if I want to purchase a house, that would be my want. I want to buy my house within the next six months. Now, the next thing I have to ask myself is, do I have the credit to, to get the house? Do I have enough money for a down payment or am I paying cash for it? There's a certain question you have to ask yourself, do you have what it takes to buy the house in that time frame? If your answer is yes, you have the, the 10, 15% deposit down, you have 727, 680, whatever credit that you need for the interest rate that you want for that 15 or 30 year mortgage, or if you want to go a certain amount of time and refinance, but that's a totally different conversation, then you're good to go. But if you don't have those resources, the next question you have to ask yourself is, what can you do to gain those resources or those tools or those skills so that you can get what you want within that time frame? Or do you need to move that time frame back because you have to put yourself in a certain position or situation that this goal makes sense? Give an example. So let's say, for instance, I don't have the money. Can I cut back on spending or do I need to make more money? Do I need to get a second job? So if it's, do I need to clear up my credit? Are there certain things that I need to do to improve my, my credit score? Do I need to get a, a secure credit card so I can safely use that card and build on my credit instead of hurting it more than it may already be? In regards to the finances, do I need Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO Max? Do I need every streaming platform there is, or can I just use one for my bench watching? Do I start cooking meals for myself instead of eating out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day while I'm out for work? Do I carpool with a, a friend to work? Or th there's different things that you can do to, to cut back on your expenses. Don't use a credit card unless you have the money to pay the bill immediately. A credit card is not extra money. A credit card is a means to 
build up, I guess, your credit score so that other uh, financial institutions will see you not as a risk in regards to loaning you finance or some of the bigger purchases that you want to do in the future. Your credit score is basically an indicator of, is this person qualified or is he trustworthy enough, dependable enough or disciplined enough to pay the bills that he has now? Can he take on this new bill? So once you figure out exactly, can I save up a certain amount of money in that time? Can I fix my credit in that certain amount of time? Can I put myself in that situation in that certain amount of time? Then you can take those next steps forward towards achieving those goals. But if you don't have the resources and tools to do the things that you want to do in the time frame that you want, then you're technically lying to yourself. The next thing that I kind of wanted to speak about is your word. This is a big topic and a thing that I, I definitely hold dear to my heart. Do what you say when you say you will do it. Now, when you were first building a relationship with someone or a business, especially if you don't have certain things like uh, money, you don't have a large network, you don't have an established brand, the only thing you have is your word. So you have to treat your word as if it's the only thing you have, because in the beginning, it is. The only reason that I personally have for not doing uh, something that I say I'm going to do for someone is the death of a loved one or death of myself. Outside of that, everything else, in my opinion, is just an excuse. It may sound extreme, but that's just the depth of my conviction. If I tell you I'm going to be somewhere or I tell you I'm going to do something, you can just lock it in stone that is going to get done. Rather, if I have to crawl, swim, backflip, run, drive, it doesn't matter, fly. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. You don't need to keep asking me. And that's the relationship and that's the bond and the respect that I have on my name and my word. So people know if they work with me, the moment I say I'm going to do something, one of two things is going to happen. One, I'm going to be there or I'm going to do it by any means necessary. Or two, life happens. If anything does happen that will push that date back, then I will give that person notification and enough time to change whatever schedule they have. Because you have to keep in mind, the reason this is such a big deal when working with other people is it's not just you. So people make plans. So if their plan involves you doing what you're saying you're going to do, when you don't do it, then you expect, which goes back to that last question, you expect the time frame on when they were expecting to do whatever they were going to do. So now the next time something happens, they're going to look in their mind back into your history and it's going to be black and white. Did they do what they were going to say in the time frame they were going to do it at? And if the answer is yes, then very high probability are going to continue to work with you and work with you again in the future. Now, if you don't, there's a couple of things that might happen. Something might happen. Life might happen. You may have contacted them and gave them a warning that I can't meet it by Saturday. And you're not saying you're not going to do it. You're just basically asking them if you can reschedule it for a later time. That shows them that you respect their time and 
your word is good. It's just something happened and everyone gives everyone enough respect to know I get it. I have my own family. Things happen. I understand. But you have to understand that it's you have to make it where it is a reason and not so much an excuse. So this is one of some of the things that I, I kind of wanted to speak about, things that were questions that people had and to me, and I wanted to answer these, especially in, in this type of forum. If you have any questions, any concerns about anything I spoke about, you can contact me on any of my social media platforms. Uh, you can send me anything on social media. You can go to my website and contact me. I just wanted to say thank you for joining me for this episode, this special episode of In the Woods. Be sure to sign up to our email list at more in the woods. That's M-O-O-R-E in the woods.com so that you don't miss out on our next episode. And follow me at William Moore, the author, on all social media platforms. And that's also the same place. If you have any questions or something, a topic that you want me to speak in detail or possibly bring someone on the show that can give an expert opinion and information about the question that you may have, definitely feel free. I'm James Woods. Some people know me as William Moore. And thank you for listening.